Blog Talk Radio.
name of Amen, the Supreme, the All-Powerful, the one and only true Lord, and Amen, we trust, as the Republican mentalist, the real 144,000 is being gathered in this day and time, the mentalists. Good evening, I'm your host, the intellectual new Ben and this is Mentalect Radio, and tonight we're going to be discussing the coming system of organized law. I'm pretty sure y'all never heard of that term, organized law, but you're going to, this is the first you're going to hear about it tonight. Just like there's organized crime, like you see the Italians, the Mafia, Cosa Nostra, and all of them, the Mesoamericans are going to bring organized law in the future and as going forward, starting by structuring ourselves, organizing ourselves lawfully in a lawful assembly to gather our Mesoamerican brothers and sisters who are lost in the wilderness of North America and around the world. Because this world is full of the Mesoamericans And we are truly the people of law and order Before I continue on, can everybody hear me? Is everybody Is everybody hearing me? Am I making myself clear? I want to make sure I'm in clear So it is important That we start now Because it's going to come a time Where the, where the law True law is going to fall into the hands of the bronze man. Again, true law, the keeping of true law and order is going to fall into the hands of the bronze man and the bronze woman again going forward, as it did in the first time. Like I said, everything always goes forward to where it's supposed to go. See, we were meant to see all of this chaos and confusion, right? that was passing itself off as law and order under the hands of the beast, so-called white man. We was meant to see all of that. We was meant to see all of the racism, discrimination, people being wrongfully accused, you know, system breaking down, halfway working. See, a system of law, a real system of law is always supposed to be organized. It's not supposed to have any loopholes in it. It's not supposed to have any... Uh, um, you know, ways out of it. The law is the law, the real law. But see, the problem is real people have not been keeping the law. See, the law is written in the blueprint way before it's written in stone, meaning in the physical realm. When I say the law is written in the blueprint, what I mean by that is law is projected here into the third dimension from the upper dimensions. Law is projected here. That's why we have natural law. That's why we have genetic law. This is why we got, you know, our hands operate the way they do, our feet operate the way they do, our heart. That's based on a law, a system, a structure to keep peace and harmony within the universe, within the solar systems within the universe. Law is the true order. Law is the true order. And the same way Men are for women, women are for men. Law is for order the same way. The purpose of law is for order. Right? The purpose of woman is for man. The purpose of man is for woman. The purpose of law is for order. The purpose of order is for law. You can't have one without the other. The first organized law has to be established. See, we have been long without organized law on this planet. Thousands and thousands of years Ever since law fell into the hands of the beast You see law 
They base law on who could take weapons and troops and soldiers and all this other stuff and enforce law on people. You see, you shouldn't have to really enforce law on people. That should be the very last resort. But see, as the beast has come into his end of his uh, cycle, he's now trying to enforce law on people. And and in trying to enforce his false laws, his law on people, and I'm going to say his law, which means false law, by him trying to enforce his law, his so-called law on people, it is creating chaos and confusion. Perfect example of that. How he's trying to make it mandatory that everybody take this jab through his law. Now, you already know it's already hysteria. It's already uprising. People ain't trying to hear all that. People already rejecting that. And now, if law was truly righteous, because that's what law is supposed to be, real law is supposed to be righteous. Real law is supposed to be righteous. What do I mean by that? I mean that even when the law is, you know, just and what you're supposed to do, when it's real, you know, when you see, you know, where that law applies to the wrong that's done as a form of fixing it as a solution to remedying, remedying the crime that's committed, even the criminals will say, okay, you got me. I broke the law. I got it. See, criminals, even criminals will respect the law because they know it's righteous and they know what they're doing is wrong. You see, there should never be – law is supposed to be so righteous and in the hands of righteous people, real people, that even when you enforce it, I have to lay the law down. Even they're going to have to respect it if they get caught. They accept the consequences. They time whatever it is. See, that's when law is backed up by righteous people. When you have degenerates, when you have freaks, weirdos, all kind of people who are keeping the so-called law today, the people, the law is not in the hands of the first people, the original people that kept the law, the righteous people, our people, when we were in our right state of mind. When you look back in ancient Egypt and all those places, you see they had 613 negative confessions. They had so many things that was about keeping the law. It was ridiculous. Serpentine law. There was law amongst our people. There was order amongst our people. There was structure amongst our people. How you know that's real is because there's no way you can have a society. Any of our societies would go for thousands of years, not 50 years, not six, not hundreds of years thousands of years. You could not have a society go for thousands of years without having law, a system of law, an organized form of law. You see, a structured form of law, which first and foremost has to be taught by taught to children. You see, it has to be first and foremost taught to children. See, the way to structure organized law in a society is to teach your children the law first, the law of righteousness, that which is right and which they should do in life that which is, you know, real and that which is in alignment with righteousness. That's how you start to structure organized law in the minds of their children, teaching them what not to do and how they should be in alignment with the law to make them better people in the world. That's how you start it off. So you cut down on the probability and the possibility of those who will break the law. In the future, as time goes on, you're going to have men of certain communities that's going to have to protect their regions with law, you see, and structure. Like, for example, if you look in the Jewish neighborhoods, you see the men they have 
what's called the Shurim or these Shurims, these guys ride around in cars or like police cars, right? They do, they, you know, they, they, they make sure nobody's being bothered in the community, no men, no women, make sure nobody's selling drugs or doing whatever they're doing. You know, basically making sure their community don't look like the so-called black community. Making sure that nobody getting robbed, beat up, nobody getting hurt, things like that. No gangs, none of that. Real law. See, this is what real men do who are trying to or attempting to keep law in their community. The Arabs, they do the same thing. They got their little car where they ride around and whatnot. But with our people, you know, with the advent of finding out who we are as a Mesoamerican people, we're going to be called upon to keep law in this nation. Very, You know. In the near future, I'm going to just say it like that. I don't want to give no time base, but it ain't going to be too long. They're always going to look back to the bronze man to keep the ultimate law in order. You see, this is why, if you notice, the face is going to come a time where the beast has tried to make the face of, um, they try to make the face of um, crime and uh, misconduct. They tried to make that the face of black men. Whereas they try to make the Caucasian, the white man, the face of law and order. But see, when you try and try to apply a narrative to something that don't work, in other words, when you try to force a square peg into a round hole, I'm giving this as an analogy so that you understand that by trying to align the white man, the so-called white man, with law and order and aligning the so-called black man with crime and, you know, chaos, it's really not a re- it's not a real fit. You could you, in your soul you could look at the two and you could tell one that that those, those two titles are not synonymous with each other. Something is off there. When you see the so-called black man aligned with crime and confusion, and you see the so-called white man aligned with law and order, wearing the blue uniform and whatever the case may be, something's not right with that structure. It looks off. It really looks natural if you're paying attention. Whereas the bronze man, now I'm not saying the black man, we're throwing out the black man. When the bronze man is representing the law and the order and the uh, and the structure, you know, the peaceful, you know, structure of society, and your Caucasians and these other groups are really the criminals in the society. They're really the criminals. Why do you think you would, they allow organized crime in this society? You can't get organized crime in society, which is run by Caucasians. You can't get that here without other Caucasians being okay with them doing that type of um, behavior, even though they'll lock them up, some of them, but they let the system go on. They let these people go to jail and make plea deals and things like that, and, they, and these people are murdered people and, and, and ripped off the uh, ripped off the government and all kind of other stuff, but they allow these people to go to jail and live in jail and things like that and live. Some of them live really good in jail, right? Whereas you get caught with marijuana or you get caught selling marijuana, which is not even a drug, and you get 20, 30 years. You see, stuff like that. Now, why does that happen to our so-called black people? Number one, because you're black people. You're not operating in the state of who you really are. Not You're not operating in your right mind. When you're operating as a black person, you're always going to operate in darkness. You're always going to operate as the bad guy. Because what did they cast the so-called bad guy in the society as? The bad guys wear black. The good guys wear white. You see what I'm saying? 
bad guys wear black, good guys wear white. So you see the image they were trying to cast when they called us black people, and they called themselves white people. They were trying to cast the image of them being the law and the order and us being the crime and chaos, when that's not true at all. We know that the beast acquired this country and everything he has acquired by crime, by committing crimes. You see, and they did it under the code of what they call law. They tried to call it something else, but it was just straight-up crime that they did, taking people's property, taking people's homeland, you know, killing people, and then they call and they try to install a law in place of that. Now, why is this allowed to happen? This is allowed to happen because usually when they come and do that, there's usually no law amongst the people. The people have broken down like children, and they have refused to cooperate or come together to form a real structured law in the order where people are obeying rank and file and keeping their societies tight, making sure there is no separation. See, because as soon as there's separation, in a society and a government that's supposed to be based on law and order, eventually you're going to produce crime. One is going to be of the criminal element, and the other one is going to be the law element. At least they're going to attempt to be. But it opens up, you know, it opens up room for chaos and confusion, criminal activity. It opens up room for that. That's why you have to keep a society together on law, and people have to obey and cooperate with that law and protect that law with their lives. They have to obey the structure and the order. You see, soldiers, captains, you know, the soldiers being the street, keeping the law and the order. Like I said, that's organized. It's not based on people who, oh, I don't want to listen to him. I don't feel like listening to him. I don't want nobody telling me what to do. See, you can't install law, organized law, when people have their emotions involved. You can't install organized law in the minds of your children when you have people who are emotionally leaning towards doing whatever they feel like they want to do, anything short of following the law. The law is there for a reason. There's things we do and do not do under no circumstance for a reason, and that's not up for discussion. See, that has to be made by the men in society. Those laws have to be made and upheld by the men in society, with their families first, their families first, their communities, and then in the, definitely in themselves. So they can stand together and protect the families, stand together and protect their communities, make sure nobody's doing causing any chaos and confusion. Notice the only place where there's a whole lot of chaos and confusion where the men are not standing up, patrolling their neighborhoods, making sure nobody have no chaos and confusion is going on, keeping crime at bay. You so-called black men are not doing that. That's why anybody can come in your neighborhood and make money. That's unlawful. That's unlawful. Real- realistically, to let people of another nation or another nationality or race come into your society and your come into your community, excuse me, into your community and society and make money, that's unlawful because you don't know whether those people, what those people are selling you. You don't know if they're selling you anything good or bad. You see, and you can't really hold those people accountable because they're not in your society, in your community. They go back to the hell wherever they came from after they sold your family, sold your people all kinds of food in the damn corner store kind of garbage. They don't carry no law. 
they're lawful only to and only feel like they're obligated to their own people, their own nation, their own community. Y'all follow what I'm saying? You see, the Muslims, the Arabs, the Arabs will come in your neighborhood and sell you all kind of pork products, and but they won't sell it to their own family. You see, because they'll tell you they don't eat pork. They maintain a law amongst their own people where when they come into your communities, whatever. You see. They know they're not supposed to go and be just talking to random women in their own community, but when they come around you, they all up in your woman's face, in your so-called black woman's face. That's unlawful because you don't know if that if that woman is with a man or whatever the case may be. So in, they, in these Arabs, they, don't, they know amongst their own people, their own woman, they don't just go talking to anybody unless this, they know that woman or something like that. They don't do that. But when it comes around black people, it's whatever. That's why they tended, back in the day, the so-called white men always made the red light districts and, you know, all these places where they wanted to come and do their devilishment and do their chaos whenever they wanted to get their hands on a so-called black woman who being a prostitute and a whore and a slut. They won't do that around their Caucasian family, but they'll make, they'll put the gutter in your neighborhood. They'll put the drugs in your neighborhood. They'll put the prostitution in your neighborhood. They'll put the abortion clinics in your neighborhood. Everything is unlawful, but I don't think it's unlawful because there ain't no men there Stop that. It's no men there to shut that down. Get them up out of your neighborhoods. See, that's organized law. Ain't no men banding together to make sure that the way of life is better for the people. See, that's absent. That's absent. Men ain't standing up. When they come into your neighborhood and do what they do, they blatantly disrespecting you. They don't see you as men. And y'all have not been acting like men. No. See, and, and, and what, you know, like I told you, that's what the gangs were supposed to represent at one point in time. The gangs were supposed to represent a system of lawmen. See, the gangs were supposed to represent a system of lawmen, the Crips, least them anyway. And even you bloods, y'all were supposed to be protecting the community, man. You were supposed to be making sure no police came in the area. You were supposed to be making sure ain't nobody selling no drugs, ain't no children being molested, ain't no young girls being touched. Y'all were supposed to be making sure that because your family lived there. Your family lived there. You're supposed to make sure people ain't littering in the streets, all that. Men ain't beating on their women. The men ain't got, women ain't got men going up in their houses, touching other uh, women, cheating on their husbands. Because all that brings chaos and confusion. All that brings disorder. You see, that has to start from the grassroots. That has to start from the grassroots. See, you can't promote law and order to people who don't who are not used to growing up with it. See, they're not used to growing up with it. They're being raised like animals. Because when you raise children without law, you raise you basically not even raising them. You're dragging them up like animals. When you tell them they can do whatever they want, there's no boundaries, there's no consequences, you're raising animals. You're raising people that's going to be locked up in the beast system, man. you basically handing your children over to the beast in some way, shape, or form. You ain't telling your daughter, no, we don't, we don't, you, 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 ain't, you ain't laying up and getting pregnant, and next thing you know, you, you, you get you in the abortion clinic. No, we don't do that here. We don't do that. You ain't got no boyfriends. You see? My son, he ain't getting no young girls pregnant. He, we don't do that. You see, see, law has to be instilled in your people early, early. 
See, because we flourish when it comes to keeping law. We flourish. Like when I gave the analogy and the, you know, uh, the real analogy of Bass Reeves. Here's his brother. Here he is. He come out of slavery. He come out of bondage, and he receives that revelation that he's supposed to be a lawman. He receives the revelation that he's supposed to be a lawman, and what does he do? He takes to it, and he's like the baddest U.S. Marshal in history. He won the baddest U.S. Marshal, the baddest U.S. Marshal. When I say baddest, the most, the, 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 the best U.S. Marshal in history. Captures over 3,000 men by himself, by himself. You see how we excel at law in order because it is really in our genetic material. It's in our genetic makeup to be the law keeper. See, it's not in our soul. It's not in our soul to be criminals. It's really not. That's why, like I said, y'all never good at you. So remember I said so-called black people, y'all not good at committing crime, man. Y'all not good at that. Even when y'all trying to commit crime and whatnot, y'all always end up locked up in jail for the rest of your life like a bunch of jackasses, a bunch of monkeys in a cage. You see, you're not, you're not really, you're not, you're not cut out to commit crime. You only do that because, like I said, you are lost as a people. You don't know what your true, uh, um, you don't know what your true position is in the world. So you out here trying to follow the image of the beast, okay? You up here trying to follow the image of the beast. And because you're trying to follow the image of the beast, you're being destroyed because you're not keeping or doing that which is natural to you, which is to keep the law, keep the order. That's why I want to notice when you guys get caught, you criminals, you get caught, especially you so-called black ones, Y'all don't never fight it out with the police. You go right with the police because you know what you did was wrong. If you really believed in what you were doing when you were committing those crimes, selling drugs, robbing, stealing, doing whatever you're doing, breaking this up, why go with the police? Why do you go with them? Answer, you go with them because you know you're wrong. You've been caught. You've been exposed. See, a lot of white men, so-called white men, they'll fight it out with the police. They'll get shot up, die, or whatever. They'll take out a few of them. You so-called black, y'all don't fight against the police, man. Partly, yeah, because you're scared. Partly, but not that's not really it. Because if you were scared, you wouldn't be committing crimes and being out here shooting people and doing that. You go with the so-called white man because you know deep down inside what you're doing is wrong. You know what you're doing is wrong. You know that you're breaking the law on some level. And when I say you're breaking the law, it's not so much even just the law of the land. You're breaking your natural law. When I say you're breaking natural law, you're breaking the natural law of what it is that you're supposed to be doing. You're doing the wrong thing. You're supposed to be keeping the law, not breaking it. You're supposed to be keeping it. So already you're breaking natural law, the natural law of who you are as a supreme man, as a supreme man who came here to oversee and keep the laws on this planet as we are ascending into this world of Amun. You are breaking law, natural law. And when you break natural law, there is no order. There is no order. You see? This is why, like I said, if things are the way they are amongst our people, nobody respects you, so-called black people. Nobody respects our so-called black people. Nobody respects you because you try and to do something or be something that you're not. You're trying to be criminals. You're not criminals by nature. 
The beast made you criminals. He made black men criminals. When I say he made black men criminals, I say that the black man, the black woman that he was instrumental in creating the image of the black man and black woman as being low lifes, you see, people who are of low intention, low character, people that will not resort to uh, criminal criminality, right? You are playing a role that they sketched out for you, that they cast out for you for being low-level criminals and things like that, irresponsible people. As black people, you're playing that role well. And a lot of you want to continue to play that role to your own detriment, to your own destruction. A lot of you want to continue to play that role. And this is why you are in the predicament you are in today. You are in the predicament you are in today because you refuse to be who it is that you're supposed to be as real, lawful, and orderly people, law-abiding and orderly people. You see, this is the role that you're supposed to be in character that you're supposed to display not one who breaks the law but upholds the law in your family in society in yourself that's reality that's what you're supposed to do when a man comes and he's not if a man is not taking care of his family you breaking the law when the man's not taking care of his family you breaking the law you remember back in the day you know, the bronze man back in the day, he stayed with his family. He stayed with his family. It didn't matter how big they was. He had 12, 13 children. He was there working two jobs, whatever, taking care of his family. He stayed. He didn't just up and leave his family. He stayed with his woman and his children. You see, he might get his little fooling around on the side here and there, but he stayed, took care of his woman and his children. You see, that was lawful. That was lawful. Nowadays, you you so-called black men, you have one child. You ain't you don't want to pay goddamn child support to the woman who you laid down with to put a child in. Come on, oh, that this, 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 that shit. You only want to take care of one child. You spend time you take care of 12, 13, and you know you made them. You got to make what you take care of. That was lawful. You got to make what you take care of. It was the white man who was leaving his family. You see, they try to make that later on the so-called black man about coming from a single home. They, they try to make that. The narrative, especially now on Vlad TV, this guy's always talking about did you come from a single home? It's like I said, like the like the beast he is, they try to make that like that's synonymous with the so called black man. The white man been leaving his family. He's famous for going to the damn store and not coming back. Going down the store for a quarter for a quarter milk and not coming back. They famous for doing that. But then they want to turn around and make it seem like that's synonymous with us. No. We didn't break those laws. See, because we came from family and we loved our family because us coming out of, coming through the system, we came through other beasts, coming through slavery and everything else and having our family split up. That's why we was really strong and loving when it came to our family. We wanted to embrace our family and keep our family close, having our family kidnapped into slavery, you know, having them sold off into slavery, having these people poach on our people. So we wanted to keep our family together, man. We wanted to keep our family together. We took care of our family. Fathers wouldn't think about leaving their children. We adored our children, man. You see? So then, you know, following the beast, like y'all always do, 
you followed him into crime. You see, like I said, was a time when you so-called black men, let me go back, was a time when you so-called black men before you became black people. I'm going to do a broadcast on it before we became black people. That's a good topic. Before we became black people, that's going to be a topic. When we was, you know, remember it was a thing where if you saw the children acting up in the community, acting up in the neighborhood, you know, one of the men saw you, they was going to whoop your behind and bring you back to the house and tell your family what you did and whatnot, and then they was going to hand you, and then they was going to get your ass whooped again. Remember that? They caught you doing something wrong in the neighborhood. Remember the, the bronze men used to do that? You see? You didn't have to worry about somebody touching your children or molesting your children. You didn't have to worry about that. You see? That's when there was law in our community, before we became black people. You see, before we became black people, there was law in our community. After we became black people, there was no more law. Notice that. Notice once we became black people, there was no more law. You see, there was law before we became black people. You see, after we became black people, it just seemed like all of a sudden niggas is dope fiends. They heroin and heroin all in the neighborhood. You know, uh, 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 women out here prostituting themselves. You know what I'm saying? All this stuff, the gangs. Notice one, all, once we became black people, all this stuff started to happen. Before we was black people, when we were sitting around calling ourselves sepia tone, copper, and all this other stuff, what we really was when we was in our right mind, you didn't see all that. You know where that was going on at? That was going on in the white communities, the white neighborhoods, the Jewish neighborhoods, the Italian neighborhoods, the Irish neighborhoods. That's where that was going on. You see? That was going on in their neighborhoods. Drugs, prostitution, that was going on in their neighborhoods. And then our people started following that filth. You see, our people, once we became black people, Negroes, you see, that's when we started following the filth. You see, we wanted to be the dark versions of white people. And therefore, we started hating the law. You see, they were never big proponents of the law. Most of the time, you look in the 30s, look, in the, look, in the, um, look back in the 30s and the 40s and the 50s, who was committing all the crime? Who was committing all the crime? Your bank robberies? Uh, uh, organized crime. Who was committing all kind of gang violence shootouts and whatnot? They talk about crack and all this stuff in the 80s and the 80s and the drug dealing 80s and the 90s. But all you got to do is go back to the 30s, the 40s, the 50s. You see who was committing all the crime. You see who was committing all the crime. It was Caucasian males committing all the crime. You see, they were committing all the crime. But that's but, but then when we became Negroes, became black people. It seemed like it was a shift, you see. And that was around the time the white man started, you know, cutting loose and giving more opportunities to the so-called Caucasians. And the way they was pushing us to become black people, and they started cutting loose the Caucasians because they already knew that white people were committing crimes because a lot of these white males, because they didn't really have any jobs. So, you know, what did they do? They started giving the Irish police jobs. The Irish started getting the police jobs. You see, because before that, the Irish, they, they was considered low-level white people to the English and, the, you know, all the white people from Europe and Eng- as far as England and Scotland and all that. The Irish was considered low on the totem pole. They was white niggas. The Irish were white, level, white low-level niggas. But in order to do this transformation like the beast did, well, basically he wanted to do a swap out. He wanted to make black people the bottom 
the criminals, the low lives, the scum. So he basically swapped out the, uh, and took the white people that was out here committing crimes, robbing banks. You know, yeah, uh, what's the guy's name? Um, what's John Dillinger and all them, Bonnie and Clyde and all them robbing banks and stuff. He's a Caucasian. So he basically, because that's all they did in the, in the early 20th century was commit crime, the Caucasian. You started to see a change up when the, when the powers that be, they started giving the Caucasian civil service jobs. They was given the so-called um, Irish, they gave them the police departments. They gave the Italians the fire department. That's why today you see these unions dominated by, by the Irish, the police unions dominated by the Irish, and the fire, the fire unions dominated by the Italians. And they made, and the Jews became the judges and the lawyers and stuff like that. They created opportunities for them because they want to sit up here and lie and say they didn't. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. You see, they put them up. They put them on code with being white because white was going to represent law. That's how they was doing this society. White was going to represent law. So somebody had to represent crime. Who are we going to get to represent crime? Since we got somebody to represent law already, we, we want somebody to represent the low-level crime. Organized crime is going to go to the, you know, it, it, we don't want, we know it's going to be crime here. Because this is how the white man thinks. He not only controls so-called law in the society, he controls organized crime as well. That's why you see the Italian, the Cosa Nostra, the mafia, they still around. How they still around after a hundred years? You know all, you know everybody. You know who's who in that thing. They already know everybody in there. You see why are they still around? Why are they still allowed to make money? Just because they'll take a few of them a lot, some of them up. That don't mean nothing, man. If you really, if the government wanted to really stop them, they know all them people. They lock all of them up and tell all of them if we see any mafia families being set up again, everybody gonna get a hundred years. Ain't gonna be no more mafia, no more calling Nostra. But they let them keep doing that because they work with the, they work with each other, man. The beasts work with it with their own kind, man. Even in even in organized crime, they work together. You see, they work together. Don't ever believe that oh they ain't working together. Yes, they are, because the whole point of that is they know there's going to be crime, and they know it's going to be people making a lot of money at crime. They just don't want you so called. They don't. They just don't want the wrong people making money at crime, like you so called black people. They don't want you making no money. They don't want you controlling no unions, controlling no uh, heavy narcotics and unions and hijackings and things like. See, they know they they know Caucasians going to commit crime. They rather than be more organized about it. You see, they get a pass. You niggas go straight to jail. And they they say as long as you keep your crime, you so-called blacks keep your crime designated to your neighborhoods. They leave you alone. If you're just selling crack in your neighborhood, they leave you alone. Go try and sell crack somewhere around Caucasian people or sell heroin around them somewhere. See how long you last doing that. You see, it's okay as long as you're committing crime in your own neighborhood, destroying your neighborhood. But the minute they want to gentrify, guess what? That, that, that Your time is over with. You see? That's how you know this is not really law. You see, there should be no kinds of... Uh, um, no kinds of, uh, how you say, no kinds of uh, 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 people, you know, uh, uh, slipping the law or trying to, you know, you know well, we're going to bend the law for these people. Ain't no bending the law. There's no bending of the law. 
The law is as it is for a reason. You're not supposed to bend the law, even down to racial law, man. You ain't supposed to bend the law. You see, our people, we bent the law, and when it comes to that, even that too, we broke the law. We broke racial law. We weren't supposed to be mixing our seed with these people. We broke racial law, man. Now, a lot of our women, they couldn't help it because they was the beast forced themselves on, but even he was breaking racial law. We weren't supposed to do that. We weren't supposed to mix our seed with them. You see, once you start breaking one law, you break many laws. You're going to break them all after a while. Two men laying together, that's, a, that's, that's, that's breaking that's, you breaking natural law. Two men laying together, that's the breaking of natural law. Two women laying together, that's the breaking of natural law. But the beast was already doing that. But at one point, notice in the society, he wouldn't, you couldn't be no open sodomite. You couldn't be an open homosexual. They had what they call decency laws. So if they saw two men walking down the street in the 30s or the 40s kissing, you was getting your ass locked up. You had to get that, put that behind closed doors. You see, you had to put that behind closed doors. Why is that? Because the beast was really in the beginning trying to follow what, how we lived. I broke that down on the um, uh, um, on the Patreon channel. Why America wasn't wasn't why America wasn't didn't start up as an openly homosexual society. I broke that down. Go to the Patreon and listen to that. I broke down why it is America didn't start up as an openly homosexual society when they when the white man really had no shame to his game when it comes to being a homosexual. Look at Greece and Rome. They was open with that. And then a lesbian. They open with that pedophilia. They just didn't want to do that here openly. You see, because they was trying to follow the Lord that our people laid down. You see, when you see these humans following law, any kind of law, any kind of punishment, any kind of putting people in jail or putting people away, that's from us. Putting, I'm going to put this person away. You know why they say that? That goes back to our people because originally what we did when our people kept law and order in our societies, when people would break the law, we would literally put them away. When we say put them away, we would um, section them off. You see, there really wasn't any um, jails like that. These people were, like, sent to lands. They were, like, basically shipped to lands where they would stay out outside of our society. We just sent them to lands, you know, far away. You see, that's what put away means, put them away from us. You see, and, and then after a while, the white man started doing the same thing. That's why, and when they tell you, they don't, they, they try to rewrite history. The reason why they were sending white people or white people was coming from England into America is because a lot of the English, a lot of the English parliament, and them, they were just sending their criminals, they low lives, they scum, they would send them into America. You see, the same way uh, um, Castro said when he got all of the, um, all of the um, Cubans out of, uh, out of Cuba, who he called undesirables, we said, I just flushed the toilets of uh, Cuba on into the on onto Miami because you know my, Miami is ninety uh, only ninety miles away from Cuba. It's right there. So they sent all them people to Cuba, all the criminals. That's why you had all them drugs being sold and all that in the eighties because they sent all them Cubans over here. And they start what they gonna start doing? Selling drugs in Miami. Had Miami uh, um uh, and Colombia's had Miami um um all just flooded with cocaine and all kind of drugs. You see. We didn't have these type of things. And our people wasn't in our neighborhood shooting up no heroin. That comes from the white man. They was in their neighborhoods and, and uh, in these neighborhoods in New York and all these places. They was the ones, the Italians, the Irish, the Jews, they was out there shooting up heroin, being dope fiends in the early 1900s, prostituting themselves. You see, 
They want to act like that's something black black people start doing that degeneracy. No, no, no. So-called black people picked that up from y'all. They picked that up from you because black people was coming from down south. We wasn't doing that down south. We wasn't following that way. We became unlawful people, lawbreakers, when we became black. When we became black people, it was all downhill from there. Once we became black people, we threw away law, we threw away structure, we threw away order, we threw away that which made us supermen and superwomen. We threw away that which made us supreme people once we became black. Yeah. And part of what made us supreme, part of what made us powerful, part of why the so-called white man looks at our ancient societies and tries to divorce it from us, he part of the reason why he look at the ancient Mesoamericans, the Olmecs, the Mayans, the Aztecs, the ancient Egyptians, or the Kemites, the, um, um, the, Me- the Mesopotamians. All of those are our ancient societies. Part of the reason why the white man looks up to those ancient societies is because they, they were the people who was um, putting out law. They were lawful people. That's what made them strong. They were lawful people. You don't hear about them practicing no homosexuality. You don't hear about them practicing no no lesbianism. You don't hear about them practicing no pedophilia. That was Greece and Rome. That's them. You didn't hear about them robbing and stealing from each other. That's them. That wasn't us. But because they made us black people, because they forced us to be black people because we, after a while, they got us to accept in the 50s and the 60s through James Brown, through that programming, that mental programming through James Brown. I know a big James Brown. Yeah, he got some good music, but they was using his ass too, man, now that I think about it. You know, now that you think on they was using him to say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. That was programming, man, to get us to embrace blackness, to get us to embrace darkness, to get us to embrace crime. Now, if you ask the so-called black man today, you know, who's supposed to be lawful and orderly in the body, you know, um, like, I'm going to give you a good example. They asked this nigga to rap a Cameron. They asked this Negro, uh, well, if you knew there was a child molester in your neighborhood that lived next door to you, that's when they were doing that stop snitching BS. They were doing that stop snitching nonsense. They, they asked this Negro, uh, and I'm going to call him a Negro. They're going to ask him, oh, well, if you know, if there was a pedophile living next door to you or living in the hood and, you know, and you knew he was out here touching children or something along the line, would you tell him, no, nah, we can't tell on him because we can't, we can't be snitching? And then, then the niggas didn't say, well, you know, what's found that we just kill him. We, we kill him. They didn't say that. He just said we can't snitch on him because then we don't stop snitching. This is the mentality of the so-called black man. That damn pedophile can live next door to you. You see, or a pedophile is in your family touching the family children. Ain't nobody put that, put that, um, dealt with that person doing that. And I mean, when I say deal with them, you know what I mean when I say deal with them. You see, you let them go on molesting the children for years. That's because there ain't no law in your family. There's no law in your family. Therefore, there's no order. So now your children are not safe. You see? You see? When there's no law, when there's no order, there's no, there's no, there's no, no structure, there's nothing safe for your children to go and they got to they live their life in fear. They got to live their life scared that they're going to be touched, that they're going to be harmed. They can't walk out the house morning, they, but they're going to get robbed. And then they, your children should have to grow up. They, your children should not have to grow up experiencing that. They should not have to grow up experiencing that. 
worrying about whether somebody's going to rob them and shoot them for they had it, they coat and stuff like that. Palm them. Your children are not supposed to have to work, grow up worrying about things like that. But that's what happens when you raise them with no law, when there's no organized law amongst you men. I put this on you men. You men are supposed to be standing up as the organized law in this day and time. Don't look to the damn white man. Don't look to him to do nothing for you. You see, you ain't supposed to be calling the cops. You're supposed to be the cops. You see? But see, that has to be something righteous within you. A lot of you so-called black men, whatever righteousness you may have had in you is gone, man, because once you accepted that you were black people, all that went out the window, and you have basically chosen to uplift and follow the beast as black people because black always follows white, whether it be right or wrong. Mostly wrong. We'll be right back.
You see, when people are not upholding the law, see, because that's the whole point of our men being here. The whole point of being a man is being a law man, a man of law. The whole point of even being a man is being a man of law. That's the whole reason, one of the main reasons why men are here, the bronze man especially, the bright man. We was projected here to do what? What do you think men were projected here to do? I'm talking about our men, the bronze men, the so-called black men, the first men that projected here, the only men that projected here, and from the fourth dimension into the third dimension. The whole point of us being here was to establish law for everybody that was coming behind us. That was the whole point of us being here, to establish law. And our women order, structure, form families. When we started making families and populating the earth, but we laid the law down, the bronze men, us. See, we don't see ourselves as that, but that's who we truly are. And all societies, be it, be it Sumeria, ancient Mesopotamia, Egypt, Nubia, all men, Mesoamerica, we was laying down the law, man, serpentine law and order. We laid down the law. Don't let the beast up here and tell you, because they always try to insinuate, oh, that we wasn't law abiding. See, they want to cut us away from everything that's dealing with law and order, because that's who we naturally are. We the first ones, when we see something that's not right or bugged out, we the first ones to say, yo, that's, that ain't right. We the first ones that usually say that ain't right. We know that instinctive. We said it ain't right. You see, we weren't the ones that was embracing homosexuality and lesbianism, all kinds of unnatural and unlawful acts. They were. They did that. We didn't do that. That's not part of our culture. That's not part of our heritage of who we are as bronze people, as Mesoamerican people. That's not who we are as any of the ancient societies that we come out of. We had laws against things. We didn't, we didn't really have no laws for that because we didn't do that. That was unthinkable. It was like, why make a law? But we had a whole lot of lists of laws. So how do you have a bunch of laws, especially when you Israelites sit up here and tell that lie that the so-called ancient Egyptians wasn't law-abiding citizens, that they was all a bunch of evil, demonic people who did all kinds? How do you run a society for that long and it's based on that for thousands of years and it's based and there's no law? But yet they had all these laws and commandments and things they followed. In fact, that's where y'all ten commandments come from that y'all never even really follow. You see, these people had all these laws, so what they have, they made up all these laws just so they wouldn't follow them. That didn't make sense. They was known for having laws. Our people was known for having laws in the ancient world, things we didn't do, things we didn't allow. That comes back to when we came down here as the, as the fallen almond, and we had to set law and order in place here on the third dimension in order to be able to make our way out into the fourth dimension again. See, because until we set law and order forward in the third dimensional realm, but, but until we did that, we were not able to leave outside of this dimension. We were not able to leave outside of the third dimension until we set law and order straight in the third dimension. When these humans, we start creating these humans, we, again, all these things had to be set in place. We had to oversee all that, even from down to the dinosaurs and how they, how we made sure they wasn't, you know, getting rid of each other so fast. They, we had to structure all kinds of law. We kept certain people, certain, certain creatures in different areas. So we was already creating law when we projected here. We made sure certain dinosaurs was in certain areas, certain animals and creatures was in certain areas where they wouldn't eat these ones and get rid of these ones. We did that. We 
we put certain creatures in certain areas and whatnot so they wouldn't be amongst other creatures and wouldn't be destroyed and eaten and things like that. We set that law forward first amongst the reptilians, the animals, and in the humans. That's why these humans are in different regions. We put them in different regions. You see, they didn't just get there on their own. We put them there, out of the cage, away from us, not amongst us. So we have a long history of keeping the law. The beast want to try and lie and say, oh, no, that, that's them that they know it's not. No, it's not. You could tell even down to the 21st century how all the corruption and crime and all the chaos, it really comes from them. That's not from our people. It comes from them. There would be no drug dealing if there was no drugs to sell, if there wasn't no drugs being brought in here. Where could it be drug dealing at? There would be nobody killing each other if they wasn't putting guns all around the place and whatnot. There'd be no people shooting each other and killing each other. You see? So people wouldn't be selling drugs and robbing. There would be no people committing crimes and wanting to rob if they had jobs to go to, good jobs where they could take care of their family. Nine times out of ten, that would cut out a lot of the crime. There would be no um, children being molested or touched if their fathers was at home and there was a community in place where the men was checking on that family. The, the mother could come and talk to the men of the community. If, the, if she suspected that her husband was molesting the children or doing something off, then she talked to the men of that community. She talked to whoever was the head of that community, whoever was the leader of that community. And if a man was acting out of character, wasn't following the Lord, doing something degenerate, then guess what? He's going to get a visit from those men. And if we find these charges to be true, then we're going to punish you ourselves. We're going to sentence you ourselves. That's how that's supposed to go. You ain't supposed to be calling the goddamn white man to help you. How the hell are you going to call the person who had you in chains, had you had you uh, uh, um, um, made it lawful to put you in chains? He made it lawful to put you in chains and, 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 and rape your woman. He made it lawful to rape your woman and call her property. He made it lawful to rape your children, break up your family. This is what happens when you're not keeping the law. You get a bunch of goddamn degenerates that come in and start keeping the law over you and doing whatever they want with you. We made it lawful that we could own you. Oh, yeah? You know why that is? Because you men didn't stand up against that. You didn't stand up together. That's your fault. Every time I hear about, that's why I can't watch these slave movies. I can't watch you fucking niggas run and cut. I can't, well, I don't want to see the so-called black man going in bondage and slavery. Because like I said, I always say it's your fault. That's your fault. Because y'all didn't stand up together and say, no, this is the law that we free. That's the law. Go into your court system to ask you for no freedom. We're going to take your goddamn head for freedom and keep taking head. That's how you're supposed to do Ain't no court system. There's nobody to talk to. The hell you niggas talking about you going to go to court? What court? The same court that said it was okay for these damn beasts to own you? These animals to own you? That's the court you going to go to? Same way you dumbass niggas and dates up here talking yeah, see, we going to cast our vote so that our black communities can be better. What vote you going to cast? You mean the vote, your vote that don't mean nothing? That's the vote you gonna cast? The vote that they, that they don't that they don't give a damn about? Well, they gonna do whatever they want anyway. That vote? Y'all, y'all still don't get it, do you? 
The only law that's going to be established, the only law that's going to be set is when you so-called men stand up, you bronze men stand up and start keeping the law amongst yourself collectively as a community. That's the only time the law is going to be established, not from those so-called white men. He ain't establishing nothing. He already telling you it's going to be lawful to be. It's already lawful in his law, in his his version, his warp version of law. It's lawful for two men to be sodomites. It's lawful for two women to be um, le- lesbianic. It's lawful for a, a man to go after a child and touch a child, a young boy or a young girl. That's going to be lawful. It's lawful for you to lay down with animals. Of course, that's 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 that law that you want to follow. This is who you want to talk to and go vote for. They ain't got time to listen to you. They they busy on pizza at Pizzagate touching little kids. Time to be listening to your goddamn your pleas for reparations, your pleas for for some community help. You the you the goddamn community help. You supposed to be the community help. But see, that's what happens when there is no law being kept by the righteous people. When the law is not being kept by the righteous people, then power is not on your side. Power is not on your side. You see, Amen is not going to be in alignment with our people or give us power because we're not standing up righteously in the name of Amen. So that's un- unnatural. So what happens? The beast is allowed to come in and fill your place. And what is he going to do? He's never going to be lawful. He don't know what being lawful is. He's not even lawful. His creation is really not even lawful. We broke the law, really, when we created this. We created the human race. We broke the law. We broke natural law when we created the human race. To be honest with you, we broke natural law. So we should have expected all of this. Everything that we're seeing right now, everything we went through up under these people, we should have expected this because anytime you do something unnatural, and that's what the almond did. They did something unnatural. They created the human race. They created this two-legged animal. That has run, 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 rough shot over the damn planet. They created the two-legged animal. They created the humans, the beasts. And now it's coming back to bite them in the ass. It's been biting our people in the ass ever since they've been here. Ever since they've been here breaking every kind of law on the planet, from bestiality to pedophilia to homosexuality to enslaving people to taking people's land, everything that they turned around and said that that was lawful for them to do. That's blasphemy. They want to talk about blasphemy. That's blasphemy for them to even try to pass themselves off as any kind of law enforcement. Though, again, the police are not lawmen. They're not lawmen. They don't follow no laws. They're policy keepers. That's what the word police is short for, for policy. They're policy keepers for the corporations that really run this. They're not really lawmen. You do know that. They're not lawmen. Because if you ask the average about what the law is, they don't know what the goddamn law is. All they know is they're going to put you in handcuffs because they need a goddamn quota. That's all they're talking about. That's the law to them, how many people they can arrest. They don't know a goddamn thing about the law. You see? They don't know none of that stuff. Because it ain't. they don't care about that. All they care about is they got a gun and they got a badge and they got permission to ride roughshod over you because they don't get into they don't get into they don't become police officers because they're trying to keep the law they do not by these caucasian males they become police officers because they're just trying to harass people because like i said they were cowards a lot of them were cowards in high school and wherever get beat up and now they want to have some form of authority and they want to have a gun legally 
and get away with things and be seen as a special class because you're supposed to be seen as a special class in law enforcement. That's why I said to you so-called black men, I said, if you really got a problem with how the police officers and all that, y'all should be the police officers, man. You should be flooding the police. Y'all should be flooding the police precincts and everything while this system is still going. While the system is still intact, y'all should be flooding the police system being police officers, man. You men. You men out here who ain't got no record. You ain't getting in trouble. You should be becoming police officers, man, in droves. You see, you might make them turn you away. You see? That's all they are. The white police officers, like I said, they, they a bunch of cowards. They ain't got nothing else better to do with they self. They a bunch of degenerates. You see, who if they didn't have a damn badge on, they'd be somewhere committing crime. In fact, by them harassing you and bothering you, they really committing a crime. Because if you if you you a citizen and you ain't breaking no laws, they supposed to be get, get get up out your face. They ain't supposed to be profiling you. They look for reasons to put their hands on you, to touch you, to put handcuffs on you. Because, like I said, like I said, the wrong people got the badges and guns. The wrong people got the badges and guns in this world. The wrong people. But see, the right people going to have them soon. And it ain't going to be no more bad, no more guns. The gun will not rule tomorrow. The gun is not going to rule tomorrow. The mind is. The mind is going to rule tomorrow. Do y'all hear what I'm saying to y'all? Remember what I said? It's going to come a time in the future where guns are going to be seen like slingshots, like children's weapons. The real lawmen that's coming up. The real men are going to see guns and, and, and knives and all that other weapons, all that nonsense of white men, you know, machine guns, bombs, all that. They're going to be the toys to the real lawmen. When the real lawmen are raised at the elected 144,000, those are going to be little toys played out like bows and arrows or whatever weapon the beast gets. And that's going to be his hell right there. See, the hell is going to be when you bronze men wake up and you start becoming the lawmen again, the real lawmen, the righteous lawmen. That's when you're going to receive your power on earth. That's really when you're going to receive your power on earth. When you stand up as men and you stand up and you stand up in the name of Amen, that's when you're going to, that's when the power is going to come forward to our people again. When we stand up again in the name of Amen, in the image of Amen, as the Amen race, that's when the power is going to come back and you stand up righteously. You're not trying to stand up like some corrupt nigga because like how they did Denzel Washington in that movie Training Day, they show you, um, they're going to give Denzel Washington an Academy Award for playing a corrupt cop. They give him an Academy Award, but when he played a good cop in that, uh, against the so-called white man in that movie, what's the movie where he was uh, um, against the so-called white man? Uh, uh, um, what's that deep cut? Not deep cut. I forget what that movie. What was that movie um, Denzel Washington with, with John Lithgow? Yeah, I know that movie with John Lithgow with the crazy white man going against us. See, that's – and Denzel became the hero and all this. See, that's the real – that's the real that, – that was the only time the picture was telling the truth. That's how – that's the real roles right there. What was that movie? Ricochet. Thank you. Ricochet. You see, notice Denzel Washington. He didn't get no award for that. And he did more acting in there than he did in, in, uh, um, in what's his name? He did more acting in there than he did in, than he did in, uh, um, than he did in what's his name? He had to be crooked in there. But see, when he was being a lawman, a real lawman, a righteous lawman, he had his bronze family, his woman, his children, and he was trying to protect his family. That didn't get – and the white man was being shown as what he really is, the criminal. When that was being shown, like I said, no, you ain't hear nothing about that. But 
uh, when Denzel was a crooked cop, all of a sudden he's getting all kinds of awards and everything else. You see, that's the beast right there, training day. He's getting all kinds of awards for that, being a crooked cop, a scumbag. And the white boy, of course, the white boy, uh, Ethan Hawke, he was the good cop, and Denzel was the bad cop. Again, the black and white thing. You see that? That got all kinds of praise. And that's it. See, Denzel Washington, he got an award for playing playing who they want, who they figured Denzel Washington is. Because, see, that wasn't just – when that movie was made, that wasn't just, you know, them giving Denzel Washington an award. They, they showing you – because when the white man give you an award, an Academy Award, an Oscar for the best picture, that's really what they're saying is they're giving you an honorary nod for being who they think you are, being who you who you who they perceive you to be. When you be who they perceive you to be, what they cast you as, they give you an award. So they didn't. They don't want to really perceive bronze men, so-called black men, as being law men, upstanding, righteous men. No, that's not in their mindset. In their mind, as black people, you niggas are criminals. You are the worst thing. You predators. Ain't that what Hillary Clinton said? You niggas are predators. You niggas are uh, super predators and all this other stuff because that's what they created in their warped mind. That's what they created in their warped, degenerate minds about our people. And you got degenerate Negroes that help keep that going. In fact, they pay degenerate Negroes to keep you in an unlawful mindset through this music, through these sports, through popular culture. These these Negroes are trained to keep you in an unlawful mindset. Every time you turn around, you look at a TV, your daughter's twerking her ass, being a slut and a whore, that's unlawful. That's unlawful. It was a time if you turn on you turn on damn YouTube or you turn on something and your daughter's out there twerking, you see that you see you see uh, um, your father or your mother come up, they beating your ass, man. They coming out there, their long belt beating your ass. You dishonoring the family doing that, being a slut, a whore, twerking. You see, stuff like that. Now they make it seem like it's all right, ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, they just expressing themselves. But you ain't gonna see no you ain't gonna see no white man allowing his daughter or any of them to do that. You see, because they trying to take your place as lawful and orderly people, and they kind of cast you. Well, they've been on cast you so far, black people, as the uh, uh, unlawful and degenerate um, um, criminals of this society, the undesirable, as they say. But we don't. But we ain't the ones bringing in the cocaine, though. We ain't the ones strong arming labor unions. We ain't the ones doing all of that, R- ripping off billion dollars and and and, uh, and, uh, and pensions from unions and stuff. That ain't us doing that though. Running illegal gambling operations, selling big time drugs. Oh, that's you know the real stuff. You know the real crimes. You Negroes do penny ante crimes, and they make you the scum of the earth. We'll be right back.
You know, the reason why the Beast was able to push this whole idea of slavery over to our people, you know how he was able to push slavery over into the minds of people? Because he said that it was a lawful. It was a law. That's how he 
really pushes his degeneracy and his unrighteous behavior by by hiding behind a law. You see, that's the that's the way the beast does it. You see, because when people hear law, right? When people hear law, most people want to be on the side of the law. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Follow what I'm saying. Me, what I'm saying with this. Most people want to be on the right side of the law. Most people. You got your certain people who want to be on the other side of the law, and those people are seen as ostracized as outcasts, the people who are on the wrong side of the law. Most people, when they hear this is a law or this is lawful, most people are going to follow the law. You see, most people are going to follow the law. Most people are going to uphold the law. Most people are going to take up arms and defend the law because law is a powerful thing. Because law is synonymous in the minds of many with righteousness, as it's supposed to be. Y'all follow what I'm saying? So whenever they, when they had slavery and the white man said it was lawful to own our people as property, when he said that sick nonsense, he said it's lawful. It's a law that you can have a slave. It's a law that you can have your slave. That slaves, they ain't got no rights that you got to uphold. And when, even though these so-called black people, the same black people helped you fight the war for, 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 uh, um, for um, you know, the Revolutionary War, even though it was black people that helped you fight, black men that helped you fight for the, uh, um, how you say, the independence of this country, black people fought in the, in the war, black men fought in the war. A lot of them did. They want to act like they did. You see? But then you turn around and make a law and say it's okay to own people, own these people, you see. And people, like I said, because they, they reason, the reason why they did that is because the ones who was making the law who got together at systematically and said they're going to keep the law in the order and they're going to set up um, militias and police force, militias became police forces and things like that. They're going to set up a structure and an order with guns and weapons to protect the law and whatnot, and they started setting these things up, right? And as soon as they came in and colonized, like they started setting up laws that they were going to follow, and they brought in enforcement, police, and things like that to enforce these laws, right? That they were putting on the books. You see, the books meaning because the books when people talk about putting law on the books, why do you think they use that phrase putting law on the books? Because the book represents a square, right? Books are square. When you put books on law, you're making it square, you're making it real, you're making it the foundation of other laws to build upon, going back to the ancient laws in which we put laws in the books. Y'all follow where I'm going with this? They were putting laws and using their the law and the thing of bringing the law into square, like the Masons say, they, you know, the Masons stand on a square. That means they stand on a law that they follow, you see? That's the foundation of their law, the square. So when they keep talking about putting law in the books, that's a Masonic terminology, whether y'all know it or not, you see. So they were basically putting slavery in the law books, you see. They were putting them in the law books and saying there was a right to enslave you, and therefore everybody's like, okay, well, that's, a, that's the law, so we're going to go ahead and follow it. Ain't nothing wrong with it because if you, you tell people it's okay, then people are going to do it. If you tell people it's lawful to do it, it's a fine. That's what you're trying to get off. How you go from, oh, you would never marry, men can't get married because homosexuality is unlawful. How you go from that to, oh, now two men can get married or two women can get married? Because y'all been wanting to do that, but in order for it to be right in the minds of people where people won't see that as a form of degeneracy, you'll say, oh, it's the law. Because people never think that the law is going to be degenerate. People never think that the law is going to be degenerate. 
That's why they tend to follow the law. That's why you get people that say, oh, okay, well, it's the law. Okay, well, it's lawful to own slaves. You had black people even tend to appear because that was really to get so-called black people to accept accept bondage or accept being owned as property by white people. That wasn't just for white people. That was for them, but it was definitely for so-called black people because once you say it's lawful that that people can treat you like property and second-class citizens, you're going to go, oh, okay, well, it's law. I guess I got to accept it. I'm a property and second-class citizen. And now if it was the white man the other way around, he would say F the law. He would say F the law. That's unlawful. I'm not following that. It's the law I'm going to set where I'm free because he made a law where he's free to pursue happiness and all that. What they say? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Notice that. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. White people, white men, white men are able to come into our country as free people. When they left out of their country, they came over here and set up a system of law and order. And, of course, they're going to put us under the law and put themselves above the law, which is us. Right, put us under the law and put themselves above the law, and then say, you know what, all white people, all people who are declared white, you better than these black people over here. These people who we're going to designate as black, you can own them and have them as slaves if you want to. They don't got any rights. You can do whatever you want with their women, their children. You can do all of this under law. Under the law. Then they turn around and say and abolish slavery in the next world. Who's deciding all of this? Who's deciding this? You see, who's deciding this? You see, the color of law, the color of law, wanted to, they wanted to keep the color of law as black and white. They don't want the law to be a law of color. What do I mean? Meaning in totality, in completion. That's what a law, law, law of color, I don't know if you ever heard that term, but that's really what it means, a, 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 color, a law of color, meaning complete, whole, total, total law. See, law, they, want the law in, they wanted the law in black and white so that they can be on top, you see, so that they can cast themselves on top. That's why they wanted the law in black and white. That's why they designated you to be the black people, and they designated themselves to be the white people. We're going to be you. This is how we're going to do it. We're the white people, and you, y'all are going to be the black people. And we are over y'all. We do whatever we want. We, because, see, again, the reason they did that is because all of the ones who set that system up, they know the history of our people when we had everybody in bondage. So they were basically getting us back. They was basically getting us back for what we did by nature over them, which was to be the overseers of these humans. You see, that history, oh, that's going to come out, man. It's coming out gradually that we had them in bondage. We had the white man in bondage. We had this woman in bondage. The whole Adam and Eve story and these people in the garden, that's, that's, that's really the, the, the so-called human race in bondage to God. When they talk about God talking to them in the garden, what do you think that is? That's our people, the almond race, talking to the human slaves in bondage and where we separated them off at, what they ended up calling the garden. Y'all follow what I'm saying to y'all? And we gave them laws to follow in that garden, which was really their prison. Y'all follow? That was their prison. So the Adam and Eve story is really a, pe- a story of people or a males, and males and females, which is really not a man and woman. That really represented a race of the humans where they were segregated from what they called God or the God or the Lord or those people who were the ones outside the garden. See, they don't talk about the people outside the garden. 
They talk about inside the garden with Adam and Eve. That's representing the human race because they were exiled away from the people outside the garden, which was the people in, in rulership, which was our people. Now, follow what I'm saying? We represented the gods in rulership at that time. And they represented the people in the garden, separated from everybody. And then when they left out of the garden, they were put out of the garden. Then they went and they went amongst the people spreading their uh, 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 low-level human mindset. You see, they went out amongst the people and they started mixing in and doing out, and they came into power. The Eve seed, the Eve seeds. All right? That's what that represented. And even after that, we had them in bondage. Going all the way up into Europe, we had them in bondage. You see, and it was lawful. Why? Because we brought them here. We brought them into life. So it was lawful to have the human race in bondage. In fact, when they talk about praying to God and all that, who do you think they're really talking about? They were talking about our people when we were in our right state of mind, when we were in alignment to the fourth dimension and we had our mental power. That's who they're talking about when they keep talking about the angels coming down on earth and talking to man and whatnot. They showed you in the movie Bruce Almighty. That was that that God as Morgan Freeman played was a man of law because God is really supposed to be a man of law and order, universal law and order. So they showed you God as Morgan Freeman, a so-called black man, a bronze man who was given the law to the so-called white man who he knows was the lawbreaker. You see, and what did he do when the white man had to, had to gave when he gave when um, Morgan Freeman gave the white man some of his power? What did he start doing? Doing all kinds of degenerate things. They showed you right there. They showed you. You see? So keep all this in mind. The beast will always show you little symbols in that, like in that movie, Bruce Almighty and then Evan Almighty. They made two of them. Why do you think they made those kind of movies? It was really a message to show who and what our people are supposed to be and what their people are in, in, you know, in connection with us. We are their gods. We are their lords. And now, because we stepped out of our place as their gods and as their lords, they are punishing us by their laws. It's like the animals have taken over the zoo. And we, the zookeepers, are now being put in cages. And we are acting like the animals. And the, and, the, and the zoo animals are acting like the authorities. That's really what we're going through here in the third dimension. Y'all do understand what I'm saying to you all. The animals have taken over the zoo. And the people who are the zookeepers, they have been put in cages. And we have been put in cages and whatnot because we have accepted that we are animals. Because what are the beasts always calling? In the white male song, you, you niggers are animals. You niggers are animals. And you know what? You niggers are animals. You niggers are animals now. You act like animals. Because if you want to follow the so-called white man, then you are an animal. You want to follow his degenerate ways. If your woman want to put, her, put some filthy blonde fur on her head to be like her, then you are an animal just like them. If you follow the way of the beast, you are an animal. If you want to lay with them, you are an animal. Just like that. That's why they showed you in that movie Monsters Ball. They showed you the, the um, white law enforcement. He was a scumbag. He laid with the black woman, and they showed you the um, puppy going to the damn electric chair, getting getting mur- getting getting killed by the white man. His woman getting screwed by the white man while he getting put to death by the white man. And that movie won. And of course, the, Halle Berry won an award for that because that's really what they want to see happen. That's really how they see things. That's what it really they give the awards for. They call it realism. In their mind, that's real. 
So let me go ahead and answer this question before we get out of here. What is the coming system of organized law and order? That's going to be in these last days, these next days to come where the bronze man is going to be the next law and order. The bronze man, not you black men. You black men are going to be demolished right along with the white man. The bronze man is going to be the next law and order. You see, the man of Amun, they're going to reestablish law and order after y'all are destroyed. The beast is already making plans to destroy you right now. We're just watching him do what he do, jabbing y'all up, doing, getting all the places where y'all embrace him at, whether it be in the penile system, whether it be at your damn jobs, wherever you get, wherever you embrace him at, he's going to destroy you, man. Who will control the system of organized law? The almond race will, as it's supposed to be. The men of almond will. They will be the law. And they will reconstruct organized law on the planet, on the, in the world to come. I say it like that. In the entire world. In the system of the fourth dimension. as it's, That's why I said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in the heavens. Why do you think they say in two different places, earth and heaven? Heaven represents the fourth dimension. Right? Earth is the third dimension. And until this earth is in alignment with the fourth dimension, you're going to stay, still see the white man in power. But as you see, he's going to fall out of power gradually because as our minds come into alignment with how things are supposed to be going forward, that's when he's going to come out of power and our people are going to come in. And we have to come in as the next law, man. Can't come in as no Negroes with their pants hanging off their ass, smoking weed and talking about, uh, uh, I ain't going to take care of my children with this my baby mama. Ain't going to be none of that baby mama shit, man. Ain't going to be no, I ain't taking care of my children. Nah. We catch you doing that, and as time goes, you're going to be put to death, man. Will organized law bring order? Yes, it will. The next order, the real order of Amun. When did we follow organized law? When we hit the planet, we fell out over time, letting these humans find, having compassion for these humans and eventually laying with them and following their ways. That's how it all came about. We fell out of law by laying with them, breaking the first law, mixing our seed with the humans. Will organized law save our people? Yes, it will. Guaranteed. And that's it. We're going to close out in the name of Amen by the power of Amen. And Amen we trust. And Amen we thank. And in Amen we continue forward forever. I am an intellectual new to Menkares. This is Mental Life Radio. See you guys back here tomorrow night at 10. Good night.
On my shot, it's mandatory, hand the glory over with the rock. I'm not a rough guy, but a tough guy to beat over drums. No son to this, I'm a rhyme bastard. The master, the art of cast, but not the part to last. Disappear after doing two hours. We're not your noble team, and we still do hours to fix. Hope inside this, don't find it. Quick for those who oppose the new. Playing they mouth grown rap like a size five shoe. Oh, they all need your now. Alternative touch, what's the prize or demise for us? We on the rise to bust big. How you big? We couldn't. Never run out of words for you to sip. I told you we wouldn't. I never popped Chris, but popped this girl named Chrissy. What's the first which made it even worse not to miss me? Try standing over yep. seven box sets, repping 16 years. This rap career ain't work, it's the life in between bedtime. So the next set time and date, know the name and salute them dudes. Put the nutrient and rap when they cook them food. Gotta be like 18 million heads served. Should imagine if there wasn't no us, huh? So I'd like to take the time to shout out to JB. Next on my list is the tribe called Quest. My people, my queen, Moni Love, Dredge, and Mr. Long. G. Ali, hold your head, God bless. Never ring case, the permanent cat in this rap shit, y'all are just temporary lick-ons, fading in the days to come, uh-huh. while the names they lie and the legacy built lives on. Sing it out now, sending you a message, y'all. Little brat. 